You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back to Empire of Rust, the one, the only, and the absolute best Transformers live play RPG podcast. 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 You know, I haven't actually checked in with you guys for a while. You know, I've just kind of just, I've just kind of just jumped right in with everything. That's not true. That's not true. I've bullshitted up front before, but you know what? I think we should have a quick little check-in on here because last week's or last two weeks episode was all Magnum and Sweet Spot focused. Like Carapace and Wild Strike, you guys didn't have a chance to shine at all. I'm going to allow it. <laughs> How do you feel about this Wild Strike? You just want to go nose first into Sweet Spot? I mean, I could have just gone nose first into the courtroom and solved the whole problem right there. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you could have. <laughs> it's a lost opportunity. <laughs> we do. Meanwhile, Carapace is just like just sitting around in a courtroom. It's like, well, but but like, why are you talking? Why? I am so angry right now. <laughs> I don't. I'm not angry. Like I, I just. I'm not. My priorities are different than you people. That's it. <laughs> I'm not angry all the time. It's just, it's not my fault that violence is often the best solution. (laughs) Listen, I know you're trying to be funny, but I run a serious game here. That's not true at all. Not not even a little bit. Well, I will try. How's that? I will do my best. Speaking of serious games, I I make the joke, but I always tend to run serious games, I think, because... The first game that I ever played, like the first like D and D game I ever played in, was a serious game. Is that the the same for you guys? Like like would like the first game that you played is that like the kind of games that you prefer to play and you prefer to run, hmm. or is it just me? That's I mean that's an interesting question. I find that it, I think for me it's a lot of who you play with because like I, I I mean so like my first games. Like I can remember, my first character was like a dwarven cleric, and this is a second edition. And I think I, we played once, and then that was it. Like I didn't have a story, and then after that, I played an ogre named like Dwarf of Oof. I mean, it was like it's like it's kind of hard to, <laughs> but it was like we ended up playing it for like twenty years, like you know. So it was it was crazy, like you know, from like first level characters, slaves to demigods, you know, or actual gods. But like I know, like I I personally I tend to play fairly serious characters. Unless I know I'm playing in a ridiculous game, and then I can do that. But, like, my default is definitely serious. And I know, like, when I was in college, like, playing with uh, Matt and and Rob, like, the fact that Rob didn't take games seriously drove me fucking crazy. Because I (laughs) I was always trying, like, I was playing, like, this, like, ancient, you know, wise, skilled wizard elf rogue guy and you know and he's just like yeah my name is hammer dick <laughs> like you know and like you know and it was like and it used to drive me fucking nuts like it really did and after a while i just realized like well that's rob so now i just the more serious that you are the more he lays into you yeah like so like so like after a while i was just like oh right now i just don't take rob seriously and then i started to have more fun like i could just 
patently <laughs> ignore him. And, you know, my, my, the games are better. But my default is definitely I prefer serious or ridiculous. But I, I, I don't – not in the same game. Like, you know, I, I'm kind of like a an all or nothing. I'm never terribly – I'm never terribly serious. I mean, it took – I was trying to be serious when I was DMing a long time ago with when Pat was in the game. But, you know, I, I think I've embraced silliness at this point. But my first my first game was a player, a player with Rob. So I also have a Rob experience when I just started out. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's – I was probably the very first character he changed the name of, so – I have that distinction. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I mean, I mean, I could, nothing I, I'm going to run is going to be super serious. I mean, it might be have some serious act, some serious plot, but I mean, the last thing I ran was uh, Mutants and Masterminds, which is about as silly as you get. Yeah, I was just so. going to say, I was remembering the, the Grumpf planet where it was like we met these like alien race where like it was like Smurf where they would just say Grumpf. Like, so Gromf was their word, and, like, so every every Gromf that we met was named Gromf, and you're just like, ah, like, you're like, it was... I'm trying to, trying to ask for directions, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and they, but they were also, like, that mixed with, like, treants, because, like, they would just, like, all wait for, like, ten minutes to make sure that you were ready to, like, actually stop talking, because they didn't want to be rude. they were part frog, they would just <laughs> wait for you to say something. Yes. The culture. Yeah. You know. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Because you ran, uh, you're in a Star Trek game, which was ridiculously silly, and you ran a Pathfinder game, which was surprisingly serious. Kind of how my game started out. I, I started playing in D&D 2nd Edition games and uh, White Wolf games that were more serious, but then I would run them for my cousins, and... Every single vampire game would start off with one of my cousins owning a bar and the other cousin going into the bar, ordering a milk, waiting to get made fun of so he could start a fight. Every single game. <laughs> Talk about your tropes. Uh, that's great. Yeah. It's so I, I started off with a mix of both. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that's that works. That works. <laughs> Well, which let me ask you this: Which do you prefer to to play in? Which do you, which do you prefer to play in? Which do you prefer to run? Do you like this the the, the silly ones or do I like you want both. like it a... really depends? Um, I recently ran a Starfinder Adventure Path for, and Rob was in the game, and it just became ridiculously silly, and that's how the game turned out, and it was fun. Um, but there was a follow up that we were thinking about doing, which was a more serious horror themed game which i just couldn't do with that group asterisk <laughs> it just wouldn't work <laughs> and pat was in that group so he knows <laughs> i mean as a dm the players will often determine you know really the, the mood yeah you know? yeah the star trek game that you ran mike was uh where the and that was designed to be more serious type star trek type game and you guys just started going crazy with it so that's how it Worked out, and it was absolutely fine. As long as everybody's having fun, it works for me. That was your fault. You uh, made, was a blast. Uh, for some reason, you made <laughs> Rob the captain. Yeah, that's... No, <laughs> I asked who wants to be the captain, and Rob wanted to be the... Rob didn't want to be the captain, actually. He was the <laughs> only one that didn't have another job. Oh, no. <laughs> so he wasn't was He wasn't Rob it. the captain. <laughs> The cast on that one was was ridiculous. It was Rob as the Orion slave girl captain. <laughs> it was Matt as a Horda chief engineer. Yes. Science officer. Science, uh, officer. science officer. I was I'm the sorry. engineer. 
Yeah. Hoarders were uh, like the, the rock creatures from the original Star the Trek The ones series. that ate the lava things with the eggs? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I yeah. knew that! Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> Adam, Adam, you were playing a Andorian? You're darn right I was. Yep, with the little antennas. I was an ill-tempered <laughs> little smurf. <laughs> an angry Andorian engineer, and I was playing the red shirt, Ensign Ricky. <laughs> I may have been a lieutenant. I, I was in charge of security, so yeah. Look, I can remember a game that we we played a Star Wars game in in uh, college, and Rob was uh, Robbie Solo in the Millennium Dodge, and we had Jerk Baka the Wookie <laughs> was like his his co like his you know his his thing, and that's the kind of, like that's what he did. He just made absurd things, and like you know, but I mean somehow. You know, I mean, like we, we, as much as we like to rip on Rob, it's like he's funny enough to make it work, you know. And that, yes. yep. you know, oh, this is all this is all complimentary to him, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really. Where it's like, so like, I, as far as like gaming philosophies, it's like I there's like levels of seriousness where it's like, okay, we need to count how many arrows that we have, and it's more about like gritty survival. I hate that. That bugs the fuck out of me. Like I just, I, I don't enjoy that. Like I like to, I like to get to the fantasy stuff where it's like, well, it's not about if we survive. We know we're gonna survive. It's how well did you survive? Like, tell me how you kicked ass. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. not just like, well, did we survive opening the door? Like, I hate that. You know, it's just like, let's get to the show off part. Like that's so like so that's where I think things are are silly. Like I, I like it when it just becomes more. You don't think a, a death could be spectacular? No, <laughs> no, because I I think that large aspects of reality suck enough for me that I don't see death as a positive thing in games. What if you felt like uh, changing characters? Like you oh, started out with a character, it didn't quite live up to your expectations. You're not building it the way that you're you're wanting to and you want to try something else because the campaign is, is going to be ongoing for a while. Talk to the GM and you devise uh, a, a point, some point you don't know when, uh, when your character is going to die. Yeah, that's and awesome. You, like, you wouldn't play it, into that? But that's a, that's a choice. Like that's like I'm like deciding like to make a story. It's like if I ever write a story and you're like, okay, you know, you need that deus ex machina moment where it's just like, okay, th this is the catalyst for the next hero to become. But when that's forced upon me, I tend to dislike it. Well, I'm glad you feel that way for future. Well, I mean, think of it. Think of it this way. I mean, like um, you, you guys, just an example. The players are in like a tunnel, and it's and it's dark. It's greasy. And it's dark, and so. They light, they light a torch, and the grease turns out to be flammable, and they get propelled down the tunnel and dumped into a lake, you know, with a big explosion. I mean, that is hilarious until somebody dies, you know? Right. But it's like... I, mean, I always enjoy there's, the failures. There's, that, there's a point when it's like, how much do we let the dice tell us what to do, and how much do we want the story to be fun and interesting? Like, mm -hmm. like, like it's like, we, we played, again, you know, with, with that game that we played in the in college, we had a Claude in the party, who was like, effectively just like a stupid rogue that was really strong, but half of their class features were like, like, survive trap comically, or like, ripping pockets, or like, just like, moving unstoppably, and it was like, the... They were absurd, but they survived because that was just kind of their niche. You know, it's just like it's what they did. But it's like if you were to actually like break them down, you'd be like, "Well, this is dumb. Like, why would you do this?" But it was it was awesome. 
it was really, really fun. I, I think it's a, a good thing. Every once in a while, I, I don't think yeah. every game should be like this, but every once in a while, to survive something terrible or right. ha- have to deal with something terrible that the characters all have to, you know, they they got to cope with this. Mm-hmm. Take on that. That, well, that has its value, too. Well, Mike, I know you said that uh, you you got stuck in the bars uh, early on in your career. And guess what? You're heading towards another one. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> What's the uh, Transformer equivalent of milk? <laughs> um, it's like wind washer fluid. Yeah. <laughs> antifreeze. Windshield washer. Ah, too cold. Too cold. I got. A, I got an antifreeze headache. Ah. <laughs> Why would antifreeze be too cold? Shut up. You know what I meant. It's the opposite. <laughs> All right, Carapace, Wild Strike. The two of you are heading down the street, and you are almost to the uh, the bar that the the message that the uh, the guy who shouldered you out of the way, Carapace, the 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 place where he told you to meet him. Okay. So go ahead and roll me up a perception check, both of you. Perception. Just give me one solid perception check. All you need is just one solid one. That's all. Uh, modified 25. What's a good one? What about you, Wild Strike? Can you do better? 28. Oh, you did better. Look at that. Best I could roll is a 29, so that's, that was good. Both of you hear the sounds of a fight coming from around the corner of the bar that you're heading towards. So you can either go in the bar or you can check around the side. I, I can't help but smile and look at Wildstrike and head towards the commotion. Go ahead. <laughs> I just put the two of you on the map, so go ahead and place yourselves where you'd like. Uh, as you walk around the corner, you can see a very odd sight. Two cyborgs are beating up a waist-high mechanical being. Dude, these guys apps shit. <laughs> oh, you got a new you got a new icon, Wildstrike. That's awesome. Yeah. You look thick with like with like <laughs> three C's. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? What's the what's the plan here? Do you want any help? <laughs> this is a very honest question. I like it. Who answers, though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's the thing. <laughs> Depending on who responds. <laughs> so the small bot will pipe up, Yes, help me, they're beating me up. And the two thugs will say, Yeah, go ahead and come in and join us here. Oh, see, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now we negotiate. Uh, do you want to go in first, little guy? No, why don't you go ahead? I'll go over you. Okay. Just so you know, Carapace, uh, you do recognize the little small bot, the, the waist-high bot. That's the guy who bumped into you. Okay, well. <laughs> oh, that makes it different. Yeah. So I was, I was, A little bit, right? Yeah, I was going to kick kick him while he was down, but, you know, now it's... <laughs> okay, well, let's step on in. Do you want to start a roll initiative? Step on in, yes. Roll for initiative. Uh, an eight. All right, an eight. And Carapace, what about you? I also got an eight. Oh, well, Wildstrike, what's your bonus? Your dex bonus? That would be a six. 
And Caterpus. Also a six. <laughs> Looks like we get a rule off here. Stop it. Oh, a five. Beat that. Okay, I got a 17 then. All right. Well, uh, that means, Carapace, you're going first then. Okay. I will <laughs> step past. Uh, can Am I like squeezing in this uh, corridor here? Uh, no, the corridor is 10 feet wide, so you can walk up to them. If you do want to get to the, the guy in the back, though, you are going to end up uh, squeezing. All right. Well, I'm just going to... I'm just gonna hit this guy. So, let's see what is my physical weapons? So you got a thug up front. You got a thug to the side, and you got this little guy off in the back, getting beaten up. Uh, can I make a just a kind of like a sense motive to determine like how how do these guys look competent or are they just thugs? Uh, go ahead, go ahead, make a sense motive. Sense motive, natural one. So that's a. <laughs> they look super beefy. Okay. Look at those abs. Right, right. <laughs> Come on. Well, like, I'm not I'm not as accustomed to fighting organics, so it's like, they all look kind of weak to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> okay. So, I hit a 23 to hit. 23 to hit. Uh, that is going to be a hit. Sweet. Then I do... I assume you're attacking the one up front? Uh, yes, yep. Uh, I do minimum damage. Five points of slashing damage. Only five points of slashy, huh? Okay. Uh, they see this super beefy bot coming up over here, so the thug in the back is going to take a guarded step to move up to you, so both of them are now right next to you. Uh, but the one on the left can take a full attack, the one on the right cannot. Let's go ahead and see what we got going on here. So they are going to swing at you with what looks like a battle axe. Wow. Uh, the one on the one on the left is going to make a full attack. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 15 on the first hit, uh, likely a miss. And that is going to be a... Uh, ooh, this is, a, this is a good hit here. It's going to be a... 31 minus 4, so a 27 on the second hit. Uh, my armor class is 27. Oh, just barely hit you, but still. I had to roll an 18 to hit you. Mm-hmm. That's fucking insane. Yeah, that's with a minus uh, 4, and though, the, so. True. Uh, and the other guy swings for a 24, so that's a miss on you. Correct. And now, for the damage. 4, 8, 10... Uh, total 26 damage. Jesus Christ. That's not a casual hit. It's not. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's... Maybe if you rolled a bit higher in your sense motive, I would have... Okay. I told you they looked beefy. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. It is, but you got some DR. You're fine. You're, you're gonna live forever. Don't worry, dude. <laughs> All right, Wild Strike. You just saw Carapace took a, a, a pretty big hit. A couple of misses in there, but still a big hit. What do you want to do? Um, well, I don't want to shoot through him, so I want to quickly transform and fly over and drop behind. You can definitely do that. Where are you going to land? Uh, back there. Keep, yeah, keep yourself out of melee range for those folks. Yeah, yep. sure, I can understand that. So is that just considered a move, then? Yeah, that's a move, Uh, you can because you can transform as, as a party move action, so you're good. Alrighty, then I will take a shot at this guy in front of me, the one that's next to Carapace. Alright, go and do it. That is the one that has not taken a hit yet. 27 to hit. Ooh, bam. Yeah, 27's definitely a hit. That's 26 damage. 
electricity and fire. Electricity and fire, you say? I don't Indeed. believe I have anything to worry about for that. I don't know yet, but I will I'll keep that in mind. That's as much damage as he, uh, as he did to Carapace. Yeah, now he knows what it feels like. <laughs> Speaking of Carapace, we are back to top of the round. That's round two. That's round two if you're keeping track over here. Let's do it. Let's do it, Carapace. Well, I'm going to uh, take a shot at him with my Yellow Star Plasma Array. Okay, which means you are going to provoke. Correct. Uh, and I'm going to activate my blaster mode. Uh, that is going to be a 22 to hit and a uh, 26 to hit. Those are both misses. All right, go ahead and do your attack. Uh, does a 16 hit? Uh, 16 does not. Okay. How would you roll a 16? Roll a 3. That happens. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I keep forgetting that there's a whole bunch of numbers below 10 on the dice. Yeah. (laughs) You'd almost say they're half of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You could say that. Not quite half, but almost half. 25%, yeah. (laughs) If only it were 50-50. All right. Well, that brings it back to my guys on here. Well, uh, the big threat is right in front of them. So I think they're just going to have to start uh, standing and banging on you, Carapace. Okay, bring it. They're not going to do full attacks. They're just going to do singles. Okay, dude on the left hits a 27 exactly. Dude on the right can miss with a 24. Okay. And these are both battle axes? (laughs) Yeah, you can say that. They're both battle axes. That is going to be a 24 again. Wow. (laughs) Slightly different rolls this time, but still pretty close. So, uh, no, not 26, a 24, I said. Okay. So, 24 to you. This is all physical damage as well. Okay. So 24 to 20 damage then? Uh, let's see here. And while they are uh, slicing you up, this guy, your uh, your little informant here, is going to back up to next to you, Wild Strike. Oh, no. Okay. That provokes... If he withdraws, it does not. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, provoke some wild strike, though. Yeah, I'm not going to attack. <laughs> oh. Actually, it does provoke from Carapace, too, doesn't it? Because you have reach. It does, but I'm not attacking you. <laughs> uh, the little guy will tell you wild strike. Uh, watch out for their glaives, and you can see a uh, pair of, uh, glaive on each of their backs. Uh, like this big kind of staff with like a bladed weapon on the, uh, the end of it. Uh, so... So yeah, these guys look like they're uh, they're they're packing. So wild strike, what do you want to do? Nose first. <laughs> <laughs> you have a clear uh, path. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, this is the uh, the rock and the hard place that uh, Pat was talking about <laughs> earlier. Uh, I'm gonna continue to shoot at this one here, the same one that I shot last time. I'm gonna do a full attack. Shooting at right. All right. All right. A 27 and an 18. Uh, the 27 is definitely a hit, and the 18 is against EAC, correct? Uh, yes. That is also a hit, then. Okay, so the first one does 17 damage. Ooh, respectable. And the second does 29. Oh, man, you are lighting this guy up. 17 and 29, both big, big old hits. Uh, he is still standing, but he looks uh, pretty, pretty beat up. He took two shots in the face. <laughs> yeah. I'll yell at him to stand down. Okay. How are you doing 29? Just out of curiosity. 
my weapon does 3d10 plus 6. Shit. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yep. It's mounted on his nose. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> when he sneezes. This is, this is uh, one of the weapons we get off of oh, the boss. Okay, All right. That, that'll do it. Because I'm like, man, like my best Quick weapon's two d ten. You know, someone does someone have damage envy? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> what weapon is this, uh, Wildstrike? The Elite Plasma Bolter that came off of Quick Switch. Yeah, 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 that was a good one. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, back to top of the round. Round three, Carapace. Uh, so does a 23 to hit? 23 does hit. Uh, are you sticking with lefty or switching to righty? I am attacking uh, righty, the one who's been hurt more. Uh, and I do... Gotcha. Uh, 21, electricity and fire. You switching it up? And th- that is enough to drop righty. These guys hit hard, but you guys hit even harder. <laughs> righty is wrong. Hmm. All right. All right. What does what does Lefty want to do? He just saw his friend hit. He's gonna take one more swing at you, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's gonna try and see if he can uh, see if he can bring you down or really kind of hurt you there. Uh, Rolled a twenty-seven again. Not fourteen on that one. Then the hits. Yeah, Lefty's always been less dominant. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see here. That is going to be a uh, uh, 22. I keep on just dropping damage on this one. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Okie dokie. And Wild Strike. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going after that other guy then. I'll do another full, full attack. All right. And I think I get two misses, a 14 and a 13. Ooh, those are two misses. Yikes. He's not afraid. He's not I afraid of you at all. I told you to stand down. <laughs> those are warning shots. <laughs> you can't hit the broad side of a bot. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Carapace. Um, I will take uh, two attacks <clears throat> on this one. Oh, yeah, whatever. And you, Nyko, don't go anywhere. I'm not done with you yet. I'm going to take a double shot so he gets an attack of opportunity. Yeah, he does. Uh, 23. Miss. That is a miss. Uh, okay, so these are at minus 4, so that is a 14. So does a 27 hit? 27 is a solid hit. Does yes. a 26 yes, does. Does a twenty-six hit? Uh, that is also a hit. Okay, yep. I, Both I good solid 14. hits. Sweet damage here. Okay, so I've got uh, 16 plus 6, so that's 22. Yeah, all right, 22. And then the second one is almost max damage. That's 19 plus 6, so that's 25. Again, electricity and fire. Yeah, he's looking uh, looking a little bit worse for wear. And I say there's no point in surrendering, so keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Intimidation. Uh, that is a 29. <laughs> 29 on <laughs> Intimidate. Uh, well, he seems a little scared 
Uh, and what he is going to do on his turn then is he is actually going to take a guarded step back, uh, putting some distance between the two of you. I don't think he either. I don't think he quite realizes that he can uh, that you can reach him from there. Uh, and he has his weapon out, but it's more in a defensive pose now rather than a uh, an offensive one. Okay. And that's it for him. Wild strike. Uh, I'm going to take a guarded step in front of him to put myself between the other bot and him. Oh, okay. All right. I will take a shot at him. Uh, That will provoke. It will not. not. It will not provoke for you. Uh, 18. And yes, that's a hit. 21 damage. Ba-bam. He is still alive, but he looks very hurt. Uh, that means Carapace. It is up to you. You can attempt to, to get him to surrender again, or you can just take him out. I have not ever attempted for him to surrender yet. Um, well, intimidate, you know. No, that's that's, that's right. just that's, that's just for the fear before the kill. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am not going to take a multiple. You know, I'm only going to take one attack because you know he is harder to hit right now. Um, and I rolled a 16 on the die, so that is a 29. <laughs> oh, that's a hit. Okie dokie. That is definitely a hit. And I rolled a 9 and a 7, so that 16 plus 6 is 22 electricity and fire damage. And dead. You knock him against the wall, and he falls to the ground. He is not moving anymore. Friends of yours? No, they're, they're they're not friends of mine. They, I was here in the the restaurant waiting for you when these two approached me and pretty much told me to to follow them outside. As you saw, they're a lot bigger than me, stronger as well. Okay, well, you won't mind if we take those nasty glaives that you were pointing out. Uh, oh yes, absolutely. I. Uh, please, uh, spoils of ore go to the victor, after all. I will search them more thoroughly, just to make sure. Maybe there's, like, a payment or, like, instructions to, you know, kill this guy. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check, then. Uh, that is a 14 plus 9, so that is a 23. All right, so you do notice the their weapons, of course. Uh, it is a tactical battle axe. And a tactical meteor glaive. Oh, those are nice. I remember looking at those before. Uh, so you find a pair of each. The meteor glaive just sounds awesome, doesn't it? <laughs> and on each of them, uh, you find some. Uh, you find a couple of cred sticks. You uh, and as you take a look at the the cred sticks, uh, you can see that. There is 3,000 credits on each one, uh, and it looks like the, uh, the, you, you can kind of tell that the, that the deposits were recent. Like, the, it, it's a, a very new cred stick. Right. But nothing else, no, like, crumpled up pieces of paper It says, like, beat up the little bot? Nope. Okie dokie. No crumpled up paper. Um, is there, like, a dumpster? Yeah, I'm sure there's a dumpster back here. It's uh, behind an organic bar, after all. Okay, well, 
that's stump them that's in. where to put the trash so let's do that <laughs> nicely done i just want to uh let you know that my autocorrect changed cred sticks to breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to allow it. Yeah, wow, I really want breadsticks now. Holy crap. That was, that I know, was, right? Yeah. Olive Garden after this, guys? Sorry. Sorry. Hold on, hold on. Did we, did we actually secure uh, some... Some advertising rights from Olive Garden. I don't think we should be just <laughs> mentioning any old breadsticks, right? Let's get paid this for podcast this. Podcast sponsored by Spolive Garden. Got to get that sweet Olive Garden money. Yeah. Uh, do they? Do they? You said they were cyborgs. Did they happen to have any uh, like augmentations in them that are removable? You try hard enough. <laughs> you know, that's, that's true, too. You can just rip out the organic components. That's fine. Uh, but no, nothing that uh, that strikes you as is easily removable. Okie dokie. Well, let's, uh, I'll drop them in the trash and head on back in. Uh, thank, thank you for, for helping. Uh, I was, I, I don't know what would have... I don't know what would have happened if, if these if you didn't arrive when you did. Well, nothing good. I think depending on what you say inside will determine whether or not you end up like them. So, oh, oh, oh okay, uh, all right, okay. Let, let's let's go inside then. Come on, come on quickly, quickly. <laughs> this information that you can offer might had better be good. <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and move you got move yourselves inside if you want. Oh, they have a pool table. Holy shit. Yeah, and just listen to that music too. Uh, okay, so he's around there. So dun dun dun. I will take up this corner. I imagine if there are any other people like in that corner, you guys just shoo them out. Uh, make a quick culture check while you're in here. Culture. That is a nine. I get a six. Uh, well, luckily the DC on that was really low because you're trying to identify what this place is, and you can tell that it is a strip club for organics. <laughs> you can tell because wow. of the little runway in the middle there. All oh, right, yeah, I, I, I say it didn't even occur <laughs> to me. They, they thought it was like a little a miniature, like air air base or something like that. Notice the arrows are pointing outwards. <laughs> it's only for takeoffs. <laughs> Take off. Get it. Ah. <laughs> uh, I crack myself up. Anyway, so, uh, th- thank you again for, for saving me. My name is, is Nyko. Uh, and I, I think I might have some information that might help your, your friend, uh, Magnum. Uh, I I wasn't able to speak to him dur- at, during the announcement phase yesterday, but you all came in together, so I, I assume that you are you are all friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should assume that. <laughs> <laughs> He's on trial right now, so if there's any way you could speed this up, if there's something helpful, we need to get it to him soon. Well, I I, I might be able to help. I'm I'm not certain. I used to work in orbital communications. Uh, I, I was, as I'm sure you're aware here, I'm, I'm a mechanical being like yourselves. Uh, I'm, and uh, I worked in orbital comms when the theft happened on the day of the theft. That was my shift. Oh. And I, I saw a communication earlier that day between someone I recognized and and someone I I didn't. 
Uh, it was between junior administrator Reutengens and a someone who looked uh, like like you folks, a, a, a maybe a Cybertronian. I am not certain. He called himself Quickswitch. I, I had never seen or or heard of him before. Uh, but they were talking about a uh, a, a deal. Reutengins would provide a way to get the, the crystal in exchange for Cybertronian technology. Uh, like weapons, transportation, shielding, uh, like stuff like that. Go ahead and make a, a quick culture check on that. It's a little bit better. Uh, tw- oh, that's much better. 21 for me. And 17 for me. Uh, Wildstrike, you, you don't quite put the pieces together for it, but Carapace, uh, maybe just talking to Magnum over like the last few weeks, you've, you've picked up a couple of things. What he's describing is a, an act in violation of the Tyrest Accords. It is completely illegal uh, by Cybertronian agreement. And of course, you recognize that any time uh, a non-Cybertronian would get access to Cybertronian technology, uh, it is it is a completely against uh, uh, intergalactic uh, accords. So just the very idea of this is is highly illegal, specifically to Cybertronians, uh, but also the council, the Galactic Council, is is not, does not look kindly upon that. Do you have any evidence to support this? I saw the communication and I I kept it within my memory banks. I, I thought that it might have been relevant or important later on, so I so the, I have a, re- a recording from from my my optical sensors and my auditory sensors. That's good. Okay. Do you know who that other person was? The non non quick switch. The other person. Reutengins is uh, he was a, a junior administrator. He's he's still in the government now. I mean he's. He's a, a, a long-lived organic. He's, uh, as far as I know, he's still alive and still works in the, still works in the bureaucracy. Okay, so I have two questions. One, why are you telling us this? What benefit does this to you? It seems a miscarriage of of justice for someone who, who might not have done what he is accused of to be put in prison for this put in prison for the theft of the the binding crystal and this is this is a a, a very big deal to our culture I, mean, I know that i know that you two are are foreigners here and you're not part of of scarvixian culture but this is this is a very very big theft and We've been waiting to have it solved for, for hundreds of years. And the, the fact that I know anything about this is has bothered me for, for decades, for centuries. Okay. You can make a, a sense motive if you want. I would. Uh, 14 plus 2. So that is a 16. <laughs> you get the sense that he's just... Like it's it's kind of bothered him over the course of time, and and now that this is all coming to the the forefront, he feels like he should say something. It doesn't feel like he's trying to deceive you. 
he's like a, he's a person that actually has like a conscience and stuff like that. Okay, that's I mean that's great. That's you yeah. can use that. Also a rarity in this yes. game, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's why I'm just like wow. I'm like hey, I got this artifact that I need you to crush under your heel. Cool, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and second, are you willing to? I guess what would be the phrase like turn state's evidence or you know, be a witness in this? Be a witness would be it. It turns state's evidence is more criminal, which is not the same thing, I guess. On, on one condition, no matter what happens, no matter whether your friend is found guilty or innocent, you take me off this planet. Because I don't feel that, especially after what just happened, I don't feel that there is going to be a place here for me after this trial is over. If I say anything about this, I haven't even said anything yet, and I'm already getting getting attacked. Yeah, and that's that's why I wanted I wanted to ask. Like there there will be consequences to doing this, and most people would not be willing to deal with that. So, but yes, I I Get me out I of- agree to take you off off Cybertron or off of uh, Scarbix. Yeah, I don't see that being an issue. Then then I will I will help in whatever ways I can. Okay. And you can kind of see, like, even though he's mechanical, you you can really kind of see like the nervousness of of what he's of what he's doing here. I mean, you you get it's effectively like you get the sense that it's like he's about to testify against the mob. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean he's he's this is somebody who's like a high up in the government, and it's not even just like government. I mean, this is a religious artifact, so it's like church government, like you know. So it's just like, yeah. oh wait, like. You're going to countermand the word of a cardinal? And it's like, uh, yes. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay. Um, so are you are you good with computers? I'm, I'm decent with them, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I, I worked in, in orbital communications, so certainly. Okay, so that wasn't a, that wasn't a yes. Okay, thank you. Um, well, do you guys want to finish your drink, or do you think we should bring this back to them immediately? We should probably go back immediately. Why did I ask? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you just want a drink, don't you? I mean, not not <laughs> not to like to you know obviously not to downplay it, but I mean like I just lost like sixty five hit points, you know, or sixty five stamina points. Like that that was those were really hard hits. Just just so you know, guys, you probably know that you wouldn't be able to give us any information or talk to us for probably at least another couple hours. Thank you. Drinks it is. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so if you come back, you're just going to be sitting around waiting. Uh, if there's nothing else, uh, you guys go ahead and uh, order some drinks. Uh, the uh, the Nico over here uh, gets himself a cherry scream. <laughs> it's very red. <laughs> uh, is it the time of day where organics are undulating in front of us? <laughs> and are they are they yeah, are, eating, are they limited to humanoid or forms sleeping. or are they like octopus and oh no this like, like I said this is a like a, a mixed planet so you have you have like humanoid organic things you have mechanical beings you have cyborgs you have things that just look like just bizarre concoct like abominations from hell okay, so there's like <laughs> a ninja turtle in a thong right okay with it with it with, with a TV higher low with a TV you. screen for a head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that from Fooly Cooly? Uh, no, I was quoting from uh, um, Saga, but that's... Ah, uh... Uh, okay. Uh, yes, Ninja Turtle in a thong with a TV for a head. <laughs> it's actually a quartet of them. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we, we all, we're just to be sure, 
they're all of the appropriate age. These are not teenage. <laughs> Man, it doesn't matter when it's Octurian. <laughs> With that combat out of the way, we need to take a trip back to the courthouse. So last time we are at the courthouse, we just had an outburst from this guy standing in one of the galleries. Now, I want either of you two, Sweet Spot or Magnum, to go ahead and make a culture check, because... The judge, Stanzamt, did drop the guy's name, and let's see if you recognize uh, who he is. I'll give it a little culture check. I'll, uh, give it a shot. I'll do a little slow roll here. 23. Shake a little dice, do a little roll, get cultured. We look at each other at the same time and go, <laughs> is that? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, I got a 23 as well. 23 buddies <laughs> with a 23 uh, you recognize the name that the judge had uh, had said it was a, a Mr. Uh, Nigel I believe it was Nigel 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 and that is actually an important name with the theft of the crystal 232 years ago the head of the ministry was uh, there was a guy named Taizul Nigel and that's kind of where you recognize the, the name from. Now, the, the head of the ministry, when the theft happened, was an organic being, and he likely died uh, several, you know, either a century or two centuries ago. But it does strike you as strange that the, the guy who, has, uh, who, who made a, uh, an outburst, made a fuss about this in the courtroom, has, shares the same last name as him, and it stands to reason that he is related to him in some way. I'm not sure really what what to do with that information right now, but it's good to know. Mm-hmm. Miguel. That's the That's the head of the ministry. Back back then it wasn't Miguel. I think I remember reading that somewhere in the in the case file. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what his uh what his interest is right now, I mean, beyond the, the normal interest that he'd have. Well, if I were to speculate I guess there would be a, a fair amount of blame put on his ancestor, and he's uh, yeah. probably looking to get a little, little justification, little, uh, little clearance of his family name. Well, that's a good thinking. He might be just really eager to get this, this, this trial finished. Hmm. Prosecutor Alonia, you may present your next piece of evidence. Next, I call von Zegard, who was the first of Zixin, Sinel of Odorak. And this uh, very old-looking organic uh, person comes up from the witness uh, uh, witness section. Uh, he looks very, very old, like white hair, big, long beard. Uh, it, it looks like he, he is a very long-lived organic being, but uh, he's certainly kind of coming towards the uh, the end of his life at this point. Sinel, could you please tell the court about your job as the Ministry 232 years ago? Uh, and he's speaking, but it it sounds like like his either his vocal cords or his like his neck. It, it, something was like wrong with it, and he has a uh, I feel like a voice box that has been 
uh, attached in order to uh, to to get his his speech out. I was guard. My partner and I patrolled the halls each night. Please describe the events that took place on the day of the theft. We just got off of a break. We took it late because we were cleaning up some trash in the aeronautics hall. We didn't get to the temple of religious artifacts until an hour and a half after we would usually get there. And as he's talking, you can see that he's, he's really struggling to, to speak. On the way into the temple, we run into a bot carrying a case, walking out. Nearly knocks us flat on our butts. He looked just as surprised to see us. We drew our weapons, but he ran between us, knocked us over, and ran down the hall. He was faster than us, and by the time we got to our feet, he was already down the hall. We called it into Central, but we never saw him again. Is that robot in this room? Yes. Please point him out. And he he raises his frail arm and gestures towards uh, Magnum's transformed body. Administrator, I have the report filed by Signol and his partner Bosla. It confirms his testimony, and I would like it added into evidence to further solidify the defendant's guilt. Alleged. Ha, I'm sorry, the alleged guilt. No further questions. Just with the, the the way that he's speaking, obviously it could just be extreme old age, but it also could be something like a domination or charm affects somebody trying to influence them. So uh, anybody in the room that has uh, sense motive abilities would be able to notice something like that. I already sent a message to uh, to Magnum. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Sagros, I'm going to do a sense motive on him and a scan. Okay. So go ahead and roll up your sense motive. What do you got? So there's a 22. You get the sense that it is uh, very likely just, just old age and the fact that he's talking through like the voice box and, and talking through mechanical means. Uh, his eyes do seem clear and it... It seems like he has his faculties. Uh, it's just that physically he's having difficulty dealing with uh, the actual speaking part. This is probably the the most he's spoken in, uh, who knows, probably like, like weeks or months. And uh, I will give you that it, it looks like the voice box itself was uh, was likely like n- newly installed, probably for this purpose here, so he could actually speak. Detect any transmissions that would correspond to what he's saying. Uh, nope, no, well, you're detecting plenty of transmissions around, but nothing that is directed to, uh, that device. I was gonna say, wouldn't it be funny if, like, they just, like, hacked his voice so that, like... Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's saying one thing, but actually something else is coming out. Yeah. It was, like, one of the, one of the villains in, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was like that, you know? Back then, I remember I was wearing an onion on my belt, which was a style at the time. (laughs) (laughs) So do you guys want to uh, uh, say anything? You do have the right to question him if you want, but otherwise, 
otherwise it is it is good uh, you do have access to the uh, the report that he had uh, filed uh, and it does collab- corroborate his uh, his statement so it it tracks with what he was saying does it give a description of a a bot uh, yes it does and an actual bot with like legs and arms and everything <laughs> yes it does right. <laughs> let me take this uh, one. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I don't sure how much hay you're gonna make out of the all form thing, but you might do something with the face. And the description does match. Uh, the description it, it does match with uh, with Magnum. I will uh, stand up and uh, come over to the witness stand. I'm sorry, sir. Could you uh, state your name one more time for me? Sinew of Adarak. Sinew. Uh, if you don't mind me calling you Sinew. The report that you filed so long ago says that on, and I'll misquote the date on purpose, uh, that you uh, ran into uh, someone fleeing from the scene, uh, a bot in fact. The date is incorrect. It is uh, three days after the date you claim. Oh. Oh, you are correct, sir. I do apologize. Uh, my memory is uh, not as good as, uh, as some people in the room. <laughs> my, my congratulations to you. Now, on that day, you claim that day a bot, and I will give the description pretty much verbatim from, uh, from his own report. Mm-hmm. Confronted you and, and was able to get away. Is that correct? Yes. And you identified the defendant uh, that is uh, basically planted in place right over there. Did you not? His robot form. Um, His human form. Humanoid, to be clear. The the report does not state that he actually transformed at all during your confrontation, did it? No. I never saw him transform. How could you identify the alt form in the courtroom right now as the bot that was uh, confronting you so, so very, very long ago? Because I was here when he transformed. Very good. And that and that tracks for you as well. You you recognize that he was sitting in the the in the courtroom, in the courtroom when he transformed. All right. Um, I am Ooh, going that's to really attempt. bad practice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to attempt to stealthily come over this way, while uh, talking softer and softer, and see if he's able to to track my movement. And here is a stealth check. For that, make any modifiers you want because it's. I'm right in front of him. I'm still talking to him, and uh, you know, courtroom's really well lit. I'm out in the open. Whatever that is. What'd you roll? Uh, Thirty-three. It's what I rolled. Plus whatever <laughs> modifiers you want to throw on top of there. Yeah, he he does follow. Uh, it it's not like immediate, so like you can see his his head does turn, but it turns slower than you moving around him. When you engaged the bot, uh, obviously he did uh, knock into you. Yes. At what distance were you when you were able to recognize not just the form of bot, but the 
the face of the uh, the bot for positive identification. He was on top of us. The door opened. We we opened the door, and he was standing there. It looked like he was leaving. So he was as close to me as you are to me. So the door opened, and he took you by surprise? Yes. If you don't mind my asking, what uh, what race are you in particular? I am an Adorkian. <laughs> from, from Adorak. An Adorkian from Adorak. So, uh, Adorkians, how, how, uh, are you surprised? How long do y'all, uh, usually live? Uh, lifespan wise. For the honorable attorney, please get to the point with the questioning. As you can see, he is an exceptionally frail and old being. Of course. This is the, uh, point I was about to drive home exactly. That, uh, his testimony albeit a courageous act at this man's age, it may not be entirely reliable considering his advanced age. Hmm. So, if you could uh, answer, the, uh, answer me this, uh, sir. How old do Adorkians typically live? What time is it? <laughs> Why is that important? Oh, oh. <laughs> the oldest Adorkian on record is 280 years old. But that's not average now, is it, sir? No. Right. So what is the average life expectancy of a male Adorkian, sir? 230 years. And your encounter with the bot in your report happened 200 and how many years ago? 32. 232 years ago. And that's when you were at your prime. You had lived a number of years before that, of course. Yes. Very good then. Go ahead and make a... Give me a diplomacy check. Why not? Go ahead and do it. You've already escoriated this guy <laughs> in front of the court. Uh, Pretty much just called him old. Yeah, that... Let's see how well it tracks with the the council members here. Hopefully they're not all the dorkings of advanced age. I got a 26, and with any help at all Two. from Pythagoras, I... I would bring that up to a 28 for sweet spot. It's not a 232, but it's uh, it's fair. Uh, you kind of get the sense that uh, like you can kind of hear the murmur, like the murmurs of the the rest of the gallery saying like, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he he is pretty old, isn't he? Yeah, he is. It, it's that's really old for an Adorkian. My my. Maybe he doesn't have a good memory. You you can kind of just hear like the like the, the murmur, like the rhubarb, like the rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb of the of the crowd. You mean the the rabble? Rhubarb. I prefer rhubarb. Okay. Harumph. <laughs> All right. I'll just wrap it up then. Well, if uh, if your testimony is to stand, it's 
It's certainly a testimony to how desperate the prosecution is to get a witness, any witness at all, uh, to corroborate their wild accusations against my client, the defendant. I have no further questions, Your Honors. <laughs> and thank you for your service, sir. Playing to the vets. And and uh, Sinul was uh, will will head off, and you can kind of hear the prosecutor uh, under like under her breath saying, "It was over two hundred years ago. Who do you expect us to find for witnesses?" That's sort of their problem. Yeah, <laughs> you need me to do your job too. I'll say under my breath. Prosecutor, you may call for your final piece of evidence. Thank you, Your Honor. The last recording I would like entered into evidence is footage from the Ramhamford port the evening of the theft. The defendant brazenly escaped from the city barely an hour after stealing the crystal. While the authorities scrambled to find out what Objection, happened, Your Honor. Alleged. My apologies, the alleged defendant. He was already on his way to a ship to smuggle the crystal off-planet. And she will call up a, uh, a series of video footage, uh, video footage from multiple angles, uh, showing someone who looks an awful lot like Magnum, uh, holding the same case seen in the other two videos. Uh, it shows him traversing the main spaceport of Scarvix, bypassing several security checkpoints. Uh, and he bypasses them by showing a badge that security examines and scans. Uh, the officers wave him through security very quickly after that. Uh, what kind of angle you want to go with here? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it depends on what it actually shows. Does it show him getting into the spaceship with the with the Huzumadingi? Or does it just show him going through? It'll actually show you getting onto the the ship, or a ship. Imagine like a it's like security. It's essentially security footage from an airport. Like there's multiple angles. Like you'll see like you go around like you know down a hallway, but it won't pick up the next one until like another hallway. So it's not 100% continuous, but there are multiple angles, and it does show you entering, going through security checkpoints, and getting on a ship. And the entire time you have the case with you. So is the the um when like he's being scanned and like the guards are looking at his badge is, is he like moving kind of too quickly is it like a oh that's like diplomatic immunity let this fucker through yeah that's the vibe that you're getting or that's the vibe that those two are getting from those videos like they're not examining his case and they're not really checking him out too thoroughly so we never actually get a look inside the case from this video correct so it could be anything inside that case Sure. It's not even necessarily the same case. Who knows? All right. It, are there are idea. there like security logs from that far back showing like what was scanned or was it literally like just like an on like like oh I see it I let them through or is it like a like a technology piece of technology where like a badge is swiped or something? I would think that that is probably the origin of the forged document that they're they're talking about part of it yeah so i mean the one point is that this it shows him going through this but i mean it doesn't add anything or take anything away mike you know, also it said it, it doesn't prove guilt looks, or innocence 
Right. Mike also said that the bot looked like Magnum an awful lot, but, you know, I'm guessing from the angle of the video or something, we can't can't get a positive close-up ID. What I really want to know is, is any of all these videos and pictures we've seen, have we seen his his face at all in any detail? Oh, yeah, yeah. You would have seen a, his, his head, your original head. What does he look like? Do you remember what you look like? <laughs> no, he doesn't remember what he looks like. I will let you describe that, because I'm not going to tell you what you look like. Oh, I have to think about that, then. I'll just leave it alone. Just, just tell me, if you say it's accurate, then I'll just leave it, but... Uh... It's obvious that he looks different as fa- facially. I'm not sure if that gets us anywhere. I imagine you're hideous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I imagine that, but I do. <laughs> yeah, Pythagoras was definitely an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the big, the main thing is, like, what bearing does this have on anything? You know, yes, he's, he's no. going, he's leaving. You know, that doesn't connect, doesn't prove innocence or guilt or anything. In you know, fact, it doesn't. Uh, according to the forged documents, it's someone else altogether. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to pin it on our client simply because he looks like this guy. Like face, facial recognition is so much a part of identity. Yes. You know, it's like, it's like really, you take, if you take that away, you take like 90% of what people identify. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, I that's, a, that's, a def- that's a defensive conversation we'll have. You know? Yeah. Don't, also, don't forget that mechanical beings, their bodies are far more unique to each other than, like, organic bodies. Like, if you're right. Like, if you, if you chopped, like, our heads off, it would be very difficult to tell, you know, the difference between, like, Pat's body and my body. Especially aside since from you're just missing a head. Color. Especially since you're missing a head yeah. now. I mean, that tends to... Right, right. right. Even, even organics have uh, things like fingerprints that that could identify us without the head. It's just but you, you have, have to have those on file. I guess the question is, do people, what, 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 what do mechanical beings look at first? You know, I guess, I mean, if you have a red fender on your chest, that's going to narrow it down a bit, you know. Are you trying to say I, I should have a red fender on my chest? No, no, you're very stylish as is. You know, yeah, I, thought, I thought you liked the way I look. Most definitely. Uh, especially when you disappeared in the middle of the courtroom. <laughs> Shazam! So what's the argument here? What are you, you going to say? Maybe just state for the record that this does this has this is interesting, but it doesn't prove anything because it's just him going through check. So uh, do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Uh, I think it's your turn. Uh, your honors, uh, I don't do not object to this evidence, but I would like to make put in the qualifier that. This evidence does not seem particularly relevant, as it doesn't have any bearing on guilt or innocence. It simply depicts someone traveling through checkpoints. I will assist most diplomat uh, with the most diplomatic role I can muster. So go ahead and uh, see if you can convince the the judges. Then go ahead and give me a uh, role: diplomacy or profession lawyer. Well, diplomacy, I have uh, aided my my good uh, co-litigator with a 20, which will give him a plus four to his roll. Uh, I got a 23, so that brings me up to 27. You guys are killing 27. it. 27. That's it. Nothing but nothing but uh, courtroom uh, adventures from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Maglock. 
<laughs> Carapace, do not eat your gun. <laughs> I'm both bailiff and executioner. <laughs> Saves money that way. I'm going to allow it. I guess that's what we got. I mean... So, that means we are at the end of day two of the, the prosecution's phase. Mm. And the prosecution has put forth all of the evidence that it has. Now, we still need to, to have the actual like, medical examiner come in and uh, do the scan of you, Magnum. And the police report from uh, Aksam still needs to be given to you. And they will be given to you uh, uh, by the end of the day, so you'll, you'll be able to take a look at that to prepare your defense but here is what I want you guys to do I want you to make a sense motive roll because I want you to see if you can kind of figure out what the the mood of the court is kind of just how how far do you think you've 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 damaged the prosecution's case alright um Magnum got a 30 for his sense motive. And uh, Sweet Spot got a, a 28, uh, 27, sorry. Looking at the wrong number there. Sense motive is his thing. So, after a full day of litigation, you think that you were able to downplay two of the pieces of evidence, which means that if the verdict were to be delivered right now, Magnum would be guilty. And we'll see you next time. Oh, shit, that's going to be tough then. So we're going to have to, like, up our game. Mm-hmm. We're off then. Off well, we we off still haven't worried that the From the Secret Files of Teletran 1, Empire of Rust is written and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G., Candidate Sweetspot, representative of Velocitron, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon Warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And Carapace, the Beast Soldier of Primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the Transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes talk to the cast and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust Teletran 1 signing off <laughs>